welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford and Woking in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. Hey there! It is so exciting to be back here in the lighthouse. This is so cool! Once again, preaching to you live, standing up uh, (laughs) in front of you. This is the first time I've preached like this for six months. And I'm actually a little bit nervous. Um, How are you doing? I'm very excited. Sammy's just excited. Um, And of course, we're excited as well because it's the start of a new academic year. And we're also going to be starting a brand new teaching series exploring the book of Psalms in the Bible. So wherever you're watching this, whatever your circumstances, however you're feeling, I want to let you know that as I've prepared, I really sense that God has given me a word for you uh, today. And um, you know, there's so much exciting stuff that is kicking off right now in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, as you just heard from Josh and Em, uh, Love Your Neighbour, uh, The Lighthouse, uh, our social transformation work, there are some really, really exciting plans afoot. Oh, uh, just yeah. pray. If they come off, it's going to be incredible. Really? Prayer is continuing to grow uh, in Emmaus as we, uh, you know, pray twice daily, uh, open the house of prayer uh, down at Waverley Abbey where there's been prayer since the 7th century, 1400 years of prayer under Jill's leadership there. Jill hasn't been leading for 1400 years obviously. Uh, And Alpha, uh, on the 1st of October we're launching Alpha morning as well as evening Uh, so you can take your pick what time of day you'd like to uh, do Alpha. There's just lots of great stuff and of course kids going back to school and I I think a few parents are kind of punching the air at that. We're going to call this series The Highlands of Faith and the Lowlands Lowlands of Faith Uh, because we're going to be focusing on Psalms 120 to Psalm 134. 15 psalms that are known as psalms of ascent and that is because the people of Israel would uh, recite these words as they literally climbed from the arid valleys around Jerusalem up to the the hilltop where the temple and Jerusalem was situated. And uh, so these were literally psalms of elevation, of ascent, but they were also metaphorically uh, psalms of ascent because for 3,000 years, God's people have experienced their hearts being lifted, their minds being brought to a place of fresh hope, fresh trust as they participate in these beautiful uh, words and prayers. Uh, Perhaps as you watch this today, at the start of this new term, you feel like you're in an arid valley. Maybe you feel low, 
Maybe you're in a valley of despair. Mm. Uh, maybe um, you're in a very hard and difficult place. And our invitation to you is going to be to participate in these ancient psalms and let us ascend the hill of the Lord together. Let us access God's presence together. The Lord wants to lift your spirit to the highlands of faith. So we're going to start today actually with Psalm 1. Because I'm introducing this series, we're not going to start the Psalms of Ascent until next week. And so I got to just to pick any psalm and I figured we might as well start at the beginning. So my lovely wife, Sammy, is going to read Psalm uh, 1, uh, which is six verses long. You may want to follow this through uh, where you are. We're going to use the NIV version. So Sammy. Great stuff. Okay. So Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruits in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the, of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Beautiful words. Now, I'm sure I'm not the only one who spent a bit more time online and on screens uh, during lockdown. And, of course, you can get into all sorts of trouble when you spend too much time uh, online. Uh, One of the things, I don't know about you, I find that my Instagram account, I I get lots of adverts, and they are suspiciously targeted. And I was led into all sorts of trouble by an Instagram advert uh, a few weeks ago. I I saw this very um, hunky, toned, tanned, slightly bohemian, barefooted man wearing this just brilliant um, outfit. He was wearing kind of these, uh, th- these kind of loose, like cotton uh, trousers, or, or if you're watching America, pants for the beach, and this kind of low-slung T-shirt. He looked phenomenal. And I just thought, this is the look I need for the summer. This is the look I need for the beach. And so I, I ordered the, the trousers. I, I could choose between black, uh, a kind of hessian colour, or olive green. My mum's always told me uh, olive green works on me. So I thought, well, I'll do the olive green loose uh, trousers. And then, uh, funnily enough, immediately after I'd ordered those, the same company started to suggest that I might need a T-shirt to go with it. And I thought, well, I'll save the postage. And again, it said, do you want black, hessian, or olive? And I'd slightly forgotten that I'd ordered the olive trousers. I thought, olive looks good on me. So I ordered the olive uh, T-shirt as well. And I placed the order. Very easy to do. And I forgot all about it. It took weeks and weeks uh, before anything arrived. And, um, and then they arrived. This package came through and my family was gathered around. And uh, one of my sons said, Dad, you didn't buy clothes off Instagram. 
everyone knows don't buy stuff like that and um, Sammy just looked at me like nervously and uh, but I was very excited because this is the beginning of my new uh, sort of look for the summer you see so I went and I slipped on this pair of uh, beautiful uh, uh, green uh, slacks and and this I have to say the t-shirt was very low cut kind of like v-shaped sort of thing that a hills song worship pastor might wear but more so and um, I thought this is it maybe this is beginning my worship ministry as well and um, I, I, what I did notice as I glanced at myself in the mirror was two things first of all the t-shirt is the same color as the trousers and the second thing was that I am not tanned I'm not toned I don't have broad shoulders I, I, I don't really look like the model in the picture but I sort of sucked in and punched out and walked in to try and impress the family and there was kind of this gasp and Sammy literally I thought she was choking on something I don't know what had happened and uh, she came out with the immortal line when eventually she was able to speak she said Pete you seem to have bought yourself a set of hospital scrubs I had uh, it was embarrassing. It wasn't my. It wasn't my best moment. It is incredibly easy in life, isn't it, to lose perspective on ourselves, especially at a time like this, to get more influenced by media or by adverts or by other people, our own self perceptions, than objective, timeless reality and truth. The Bible in general and the book of Psalms in particular earths us in something bigger than our own worldview, bigger than what we find in the mirror, bigger than the way that we see reality. Some people say to me, oh, but there are bits of the Psalms I don't like. And I always say those are the bits we need the most. Because if the Psalms just kind of reflect everything you already feel and think, then it's just an echo chamber massaging your own pre-existing prejudices, which can I suggest for all of us are rooted in our part of the world, our time in history, our education, our hormones and whatever else. This is a set of prayers that we are stepping into that are vastly bigger than the West, vastly bigger than the 21st century, vastly bigger than our worldview. And therefore, it's good that there's parts of the Psalms that we find discomforting and strange. And we all need those kinds of things, because otherwise we are just going to, if we're in the lowlands, we'll stay in the lowlands. If you're on the highlands, you stay in the highlands. We need words that are bigger than ourselves in order to bring us back to objective, timeless truth truth. Psalm 1 verse 2 that we've just heard says, blessed are those whose delight is in the law of the Lord. That person should be like a tree planted by a river who will be fruitful in season, whose leaves will not wither. This verse completely changed the direction of my life when I was a student. Um, I tell you what happened. I was. I decided I wanted to live for Jesus, and I was kind of 
doing everything I could think of that seemed radical and exciting. I'd smuggled Bibles into China. I'd driven a seven and a half ton truck to Romania with an electric wheelchair for someone who needed it. I was doing all this kind of cool stuff. But what I realized was I was not rooted anywhere. I was not rooted by a river and my heart had recently been broken and my fruitfulness had just dried up. I realized until I am rooted in a community that can bring, as it were, water into my life when it's difficult as well as when it's natural and easy, then I will only be kind of fruitful when it's convenient. I'll be a victim, almost a puppet of my own circumstances and hormones. I need to be rooted in something bigger than myself. And so I made a very deliberate decision to get rooted in a community, in a place, in relationships that could disciple and develop me. It's so easy in life, but I think particularly at a weird time like this, for all of us to get isolated and lost in our own little worlds, we can end up drying up. We can end up losing our fruitfulness, thinking, well, we're in lockdown. I don't need to be fruitful right now. I'll just ride out the storm. I'll just hunker down. I'll just survive. Can I suggest that more than ever right now, at the start of this new term, you and I need to root ourselves in the kind of relationships that can disciple us and develop us. Can I suggest that we need to take the initiative in that? Don't sit there thinking, well, no one's invited me to do anything. I'm forgotten. Initiate, reach out to people, suggest things. Make yourself vulnerable to appropriate people saying, speak into my life. If today you're watching this and you're struggling, feeling isolated, feeling low, please tell someone. Get stuck in with a collective. That's our kind of net, our context for flourishing relationally. Maybe you're going off to university soon, maybe for the first time. Can I urge you, make your highest priority to get stuck into a church community so that you can not just survive spiritually, but you can thrive. You wouldn't believe how many students go away to uni and lose their faith, but others come to uni and they find it, and it's always because they get rooted in some kind of relationship with someone who can bring truth into their lives. But of course, this scripture isn't just about rooting ourselves in community. It's also, and primarily actually, about rooting ourselves in God's word. That's what verse 2 says. There is a blessing. I want you to feel the force of this. This isn't just some religious context. The Old Testament idea of blessing is very strong. Remember when Jacob gets blessed by his dad, it can't be undone. There is a blessing from God himself upon you, upon your life, if you delight in the law of the Lord and if you meditate on God's word day and night. That's what it says in Psalm 2. I find this deeply challenging, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, I like the Bible, but do I really delight 
in it, the way I might delight in a new Netflix series, or the way I delighted in chopping logs yesterday, sad that I am. I, I try to read the Bible every day, but do I meditate on it day and night? Do I memorize the Bible? Do I discuss it with my friends or do I think that's a bit super spiritual? Do I explore and reflect upon it? In the 4th and 5th century, the church fathers and mothers spoke to us about the importance of delighting in the law of the Lord and meditating on the scriptures. Augustine described the Psalms as a school. Ambrose described the Psalms as a gym. We tend to, I think, probably see the Psalms as a cinema, a place to go for entertainment and a bit of comfort. Or we, or we, see, it, uh, we, we, we see the Psalms as a restaurant, a place to go and enjoy ourselves. It's like, am I enjoying reading this psalm? But Ambrose and Augustus, you're not necessarily meant to be enjoying every moment at school, every moment at the gym, but you need to be there. The psalms require of us attendance and a little bit of engagement and work if we are to learn and grow and get strong. The Psalms of Ascent were written to be literally walked out. The Jewish people call the Psalms of Ascent ma'alot, and that literally means steps, because these were the prayers they prayed as they embarked, as it were, upon a stairway to the highlands of God's presence. Yesterday, as I was chopping logs in between preparing this message, it was actually wonderful to take this psalm, have these lines in my head, and then go and do something that enabled me to reflect. Maybe that counted as meditating a little bit for once on the law of the Lord. I want to encourage you to walk out these psalms. Mm. One of the things I find helpful is to read them out loud. And uh, it's funny, there's a power in reading out the psalms that you don't always get by just silently uh, looking at the words on your screen. Mm. Maybe there are bits that will seem a bit strange to you, but as I said earlier, those are the pieces we particularly need. One thing you might like to do is get this book. I love this book. I, re I read this probably 15 years ago the first time. It's Eugene Peterson doing a series of studies on the Psalms of Ascent called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And uh, you may want to check that book out during this season. I want to finish by telling a little story about um, a South African man called Martin Pistorius. When Martin Pistorius uh, was a kid, he was happy and healthy until the age of 12. At the age of 12, he developed a mystery illness and fell into a coma. He remained in the coma for three years. And when he came round from it, he was in a vegetative state. He had what they call locked-in syndrome. He couldn't speak, he couldn't move, he could just move his eyes a little bit and that was it. Experts said that Martin Pretorius had zero intelligence and uh, zero awareness. And yet, we now know 
Martin Pistorius was fully aware. He was left in front of Teletubbies day in, day out, because the nurses figured if he is aware of what's going on, he's only able to think like a three-year-old. At one point, tragically, his mum, who didn't think he understood anything that she was saying, quietly said in his presence, I wish you would just die. I watched videos of her now weeping with regret and remorse. And uh, it's heartbreaking, but you can almost understand it. He couldn't say anything. One nurse believed there was something there inside Daniel Pistorius. And she began to fight for him to be moved to a pioneering centre where specialists could uh, work with him. And gradually, extraordinarily, by moving his eyes in response to a red dot of light, he began to learn to communicate. Thirteen years after falling into that coma, he learnt to speak through a computer. Two years after that, and in his mid-twenties, he got a job and started a college course. He then, get this, got married. He then wrote a book that I'm reading called Ghost Boy. This is what Martin Pretorius says in his memoir. He said, I was completely entombed. The only person who knew there was a boy within this useless shell was God. And I had no idea why I felt his presence so strongly. He was with me as my mind knitted itself back together. He was as present to me as air, as constant as breathing. Whatever your circumstances today, God has promised he will never leave you. There is always hope because there is always God. If you are in the lowlands of faith, Trust him. Maybe you feel locked in. Maybe you feel isolated, bypassed, unnoticed, missed out, worthless. Maybe people, even people you love dearly, have said profoundly hurtful words over your life that have cut deeply. Can I urge you with this ancient invitation to root yourself by the river? to root your life in God's people and in God's presence and to delight in his timeless truth. Return again to his word. Joel Houston, the incredible songwriter, um, has talked openly about the fact that a few years ago he went through a, a mental breakdown, a profound midlife crisis. And he's used to playing, you know, Madison Square Gardens, these massive venues with Hillsong uh, United, and suddenly he could hardly function. And as part of just processing this state he found himself in, he went to Scotland, and he spent some time with a, a very good friend of Sammy's and mine called Jim McNeish. And there in the highlands of Scotland, he began to be restored. And he wrote 
a song which he literally calls a psalm of ascent, the highlands. And this is one of the lyrics, perhaps you know it. He says, I will praise you on the mountain and I will praise you when the mountain's in my way. No less God within the shadow, no less faithful when the night leads me astray. You're the heaven where my heart is, in the highland and the heartache the same. Daniel Pistorius experienced the presence of God with him faithfully Mm. in the lows, uh, probably as low as you can imagine in life, God with him. Joel Houston experienced God lifting him up from a very low place. The people of God for 3,000 years expressed in these Psalms of Ascent we're going to be studying together as they literally walked up the hill of the Lord towards God's presence, experienced their own spirits being lifted from the arid valleys to the mountaintops of hope. Boy, that's something we all need. And so we're going to just now minister to one or two of you. If perhaps your heart is aching or even breaking right now. Maybe if like Daniel Pistorius, you have experienced deeply hurtful words. Maybe actually as I was preparing, I sensed that that story, someone watching literally a relationship with your parent and just profoundly painful words that have been spoken over your life Mm -hmm. and the Lord wants to come and be more real to you than those uh, words and bring healing and fresh hope. I suspect that there'll be people watching who hoped that by September everything would be back to normal and clearly we're not Mm -hmm. and so it's a hard hard time it does feel like a long obedience in the same direction Mm -hmm. and you just desperately need God to give you fresh energy and strength Mm -hmm. maybe you feel bypassed and unnoticed like Daniel Pistorius Mm -hmm. frightened and forgotten I believe the Lord's with you I know Sammy's got a couple of things she sends from the Lord as well Mm -hmm. and then we're just going to pray and then we're going to sing together just that's so brilliant just sense that God just wants to do a couple of things in this time Um, just firstly I just sense there's some people here um, and you're just profoundly disappointed Um, and as Pete was speaking it just started to just rekindle that that where is God question um, that's been going on with you and that um, for some people it um, what's happened is you feel like you've been sticking your head above the parapet. That's how you felt. And and you feel like it's almost like as you've stuck your head up, you feel like you were shot down. And so what you've been doing is you've been hiding. Mm. And um, and God's saying, no, mm. it's time it's time to to trust me again. Yeah. Um, and in this this time as you as you trust him and come up again in in these situations in in the things that you've needed to mm. to trust him in that it's going to be okay wow. um and wow. i just sense that there's some others that um that that 
as Pete mentioned the word mystery illness, that that's you, that there's been some things that have, you've been dogged for a long time and doctors just haven't really known what has been going on with you and you've been back and back to the doctors and they've just not been able to tell you what's wrong and they've almost written off the what's going on as if you're a hypochondriac but but you know you're not and um god wants wow. to heal you today wow um okay so. well let's pray there's there's a lot there and i hesitate to add but there's one more thing which is some of us we just need the lord to restore our delight in scripture mm-hmm. if we're honest we don't delight ourselves in the law of the Lord. We don't meditate on his word day and night. I don't want to put a heavy thing on you. Mm. But wouldn't it be great at the start of this new term, start of an academic year, to get hungry for God's word again, to long for God's truth the way that we might long for you know, physical food or mm. something that truly delights us in other ways. Mm. Let's ask the Lord to give us, to renew in us, mm. a delight in his word, mm. a hunger for his truth. So mm. wherever you're sitting now, can I just encourage you, maybe just hold out your hands in front mm. of you. If you're on your own, then the Lord mm. sees that. If you're with others, mm. let them see that I am responding to God right now. Mm. Back in the old days, we might have invited you to come to the front. Hmm. And you have to do it very publicly. This is just a way of saying, I'm responding. So just hold your hands out now. And we're just going to take a moment to listen. What is the thing that the Lord has said to you specifically? And so, Lord, first of all, I want to pray. For those who feel frightened and forgotten, Mm. come by your spirit. Draw each one of those people, even in the coming week, into a a relationship that brings hope and brings your presence to them. Mm. And like Daniel Pistorius, experiencing your presence even when everyone else had forgotten him, may they know your presence with them in the valley. Mm. Lord, I pray for that person that Sammy just spoke about, who's, there's, a, there's a mystery illness. We want to ask, Lord, for hope in mm. the present and for a diagnosis soon. Amen. Lord God, we pray too for those who have lost their hunger for your word, mm. who, who find that if they're honest, they're not delighting in Scripture. Would you make us mm. hungry for truth? Help mm. us, Lord, when that hunger starts to come, not mm. to get distracted and Mm. and channel it into other things but to understand this longing in my soul Mm. is a longing for God's word so we pray Lord that this series exploring these psalms through the coming weeks Mm. would be like honey from a rock Mm. would be bread on our table it would be a delight to our souls Lord, we often ask you to come and give us nice feelings. Mm. Would you please, for those of us who need it, give us a nasty feeling. Would you give us hunger that drives us to your word once again? Mm. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Mm. Amen. Okay, we're going to sing a song that sums this message up now, Hungry. uh, And uh, let's use this as part of our response to the Lord.